Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. Welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. We have an incredible guest today. He is a true legend. His, um, he is a best-selling author of the book, Standing Tall, Joey the Giraffe Stands Tall and What I Am Worth. He's a 27-year uh, MLM top earner, and he's been a top producer in direct sales, combined insurance, Melanie Britannica, and he is the creator of the Master Key Experience, Go 90, Grow in the Simple Six. He and his wife, the fabulous Devine, live in Hawaii. They've gone from being bankrupt to living on the beachfront. So let's welcome Mark Januszewski. How are you doing today, Mark? Hey, Victor, it's a real pleasure to be here. Um, I know we'll get into how we actually cross paths at some point, but uh, uh, I'm so excited uh, for you and uh, seeing you uh, succeed simply by doing things like this and helping other people and trying to bring value to people. And it's so you, it's just who you are. And uh, I love being in service with people that are service driven. So thank you so much. I want to say aloha to everybody. Uh, we stepped into our dream uh, mentally in uh, 2006. Uh, we set 2012 as the target to get to Kauai. Uh, we got here two years early. Uh, we'll share with you how to do that on this call. It's not as difficult as you think. You just have to manage the greatest piece of landscape in the world, which <laughs> is right here. Uh, but anyway, um, so when I first moved here, I thought aloha meant hello. And then I'd hear people saying it when they were leaving each other. And I said, oh, it must mean hello and goodbye. And it was about a year in before some of the community started to accept us. And I discovered what it really means. So I want to wish all of you aloha. Aloha is a spirit or the divine and ha is breath. So when someone says aloha to you, they are actually wishing the spirit, uh, the, the breath of the spirit or the divine on you. And, and I know that it's on you, Victor, because I've known you for a long time. But I want it to be on everybody that's listening, that it opens their hearts and opens their heads. And maybe you can grift an idea or two uh, that'll make a significant difference in your life. So aloha, Victor, and aloha to your audience. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. And thanks for explaining what aloha means. I'm sure many in the audience do not know what that means and the origin of it. It's really great to have you here. I'm just so excited for all the great value we'll be sharing with our audience. And I know people are going to be learning a lot from you today because you are an incredible teacher. So I'd just like to get started off. Just share your story. How did you get to where you are right now? Because you came all the way from Massachusetts and eventually wound up in Hawaii. So please share some of your journey with us. Well, I think when we're going through tough times, we think that's the worst thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it always turns out to be the best thing if you're carrying the right attitude into it. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I can't uh, be authentic and tell you that I always had the best attitude. But I got hit with a cluster in 1992, and we've all had clusters in our lives. The cluster was, uh, and some of it was good, but it was all taxing. Uh, I ended up as a single parent raising two kids by myself. Uh, my mother went blind, and I had a nice little seafood business, but there was a change in the law in the seafood business. And we were going to take a 25% pay cut in 90 days and another 25% in another 90 days. Now, those three things, my mom going blind and me being the primary caretaker, 
uh, raising two kids alone and <laughs> a cut in pay, you know, my income was here, my needs were here. Mm-hmm. And after the cuts in pay, my income was here. Mm-hmm. So all these three things happened within 36 hours. Wow. And so it was like, whoa, I had failed uh, five times in home-based businesses. Now, the truth about that is that I really wanted them to work out, but I didn't really need them. This time, I really needed it to work uh, because I could see that uh, it wasn't going to be long before uh, the money in reserves was used to make up for the difference between what I needed and what I would now be making. And so as I started to burn through savings after failing five times in the 80s, I re-entered the network marketing uh, home-based business arena and um, struggled for another year because (laughs) I had done what I did the first five times that I failed. In other words, I just said, well, I'm going to really work hard this time, but I kept doing the same things that are totally ineffective. So this ended up being the greatest thing that ever happened because probably, Victor, if I had had some success, I would have never experienced the success that I have now. And so we made two uh, tiny discoveries in 1993 that forever uh, changed our lives. And it began with a reach into the past. So let me just tell you a little bit about my past and and I'll keep it short. the uh, truth is, in 1971, I graduated college, and um, there was a glut of teachers then. I want to be a teacher and a coach, and I couldn't land a job doing both. So I answered an ad in the newspaper that said, um, sports-minded people. So I answered the ad. I thought it'd be something to do with sporting goods or something, uh, but it wasn't. It was an insurance company. I went to Chicago, and uh, two, weeks, two weeks later, I was, on, I was in Chicago for two weeks. And I was trained by W. Clement Stone. And it's important that you know who he is. Uh, W. Clement Stone, if you have a sales organization, if you're trying to build a business, if you're in real estate or network marketing or anything else, and you're trying to build teams, W. Clement Stone built the largest, most successful sales team in history. And I was a 22-year-old kid at that point, Victor. And he gave us, everybody in the class, there were uh, 24 of us in there. He gave everybody these two books. The Success System That Never Fails, and Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And it was really fortunate. There's a little pride thing for me, but this is actually signed by Hill, and this book is signed by Stone. And when he handed them to each of us individually, he said he had a little high-pitched voice and a bow tie. He said, these are not books. These are exercises. (laughs) And so um, when I was failing now in 93, I'm out of money. Uh, I, I, I got a credit card that had checks with it. So I wrote a check for $10,000 to myself. I figured I was worth the investment. That was another mistake, compounding the mistakes. Um, you can't, folks, you can't borrow your way out of debt. I tried it. It doesn't work. So basically, uh, at that night in late in 93, I reached for uh, Think and Grow Rich. By the way, Everybody knows Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, but what you probably don't know is Napoleon Hill was languishing in obscurity until he met Stone. Stone made Hill rich and famous. I was trained by these guys, and but I was 22 and full of myself, and I didn't realize the greatness and wisdom that I was around. So I reached for this book, and I said, I remembered his words. It's an exercise, not a book. 
And so I committed to doing all of it. And within a year, you know, we were making, within a year, year and a half, we were making plus six figures, you know, 130, 140, and everything began to change. And that made me even more curious because the story behind Think and Grow Rich is this was a 21 year old kid, Napoleon Hill, who was a hillbilly, never owned his own pair of shoes until he was 14 years old. Mm. And Hill uh, was identified by Andrew Carnegie, the richest man in the world, and he brought him back to his house. And uh, it was at a press conference and he identified Hill and he said he chose him because he didn't have any preconceived notions. And so I became obsessed with how this man, this hillbilly at 21 years old, how he knew uh, what to ask people. Uh, uh, because Carnegie said, I'm not going to give you money. Carnegie felt that all these people that went from rags to riches, and I'm sure there's a lot of you on here, you know, we've gone from rags to riches. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. It's so much easier than you think. It's so much easier than you think. As a matter of fact, it's so easy. Most people don't see it. And I know that you know the, I know that you know the pathway, Victor. Uh, I watched your work in the Master Keys. But anyway, I became obsessed with this uh, hillbilly. How did this kid that never even owned a pair of shoes till he was 14, how did he know what to ask these most successful people? Well, it turns out Carnegie when Hill accepted the assignment to work without pay for 20 years, um, handed him the book, The Master Key System. So I became a student of The Master Key System. And today, Victor, that's our passion. And that's actually how we originally hooked up. Because mm -hmm. inside there uh, is exactly what to do with the most fertile, richest piece of real estate on the planet. And that is the six inches between your ears. And hopefully by the end of the call, everybody will understand that things like Fairy Godmother, Aladdin's Lamp, the Genie Bottle, the reason those stories have survived for three, 4,000 years is because there is an Aladdin's Lamp and it's right here. It's right here. Emerson wrote, the ancestor of everything is thought. Jesus said, according to your faith, meaning what you actually believe, not what comes out of your mouth, but what you actually believe. And if you want to know what you believe, look at the conditions in your life. That's what your actual internal blueprint is. And maybe Victor will have some time to get into that. But fundamentally, this is the greatest piece of real estate. And you have in you an Aladdin's lamp. And you can create anything you want if it meets a couple of criteria. It's good for you. It doesn't take anybody else's good, and it's derived through service. So that's the short, shortest version I can give you of how everything changed and uh, how we ended up here in Kauai, Hawaii, uh, the wettest place on the planet, about five to 600 inches of rain a year. And it's just this beautiful uh, total rainforest. So uh, I hope that probably gives you more information than you wanted, Victor, but um, I think it's important for people to know um, that uh, every success and failure that you have is only preparing you for what you truly desire. Mm -hmm. And please, please listen to this. Stop denying your heart's desire. Stop picking goals from the way you've been conditioned. I want to take better care of my family, pay off the mortgage and all that. That's what you've been conditioned to think, that sheeple. What's here? Because if you take care of what's here, 
the other stuff, the kids education, the mortgage, the retirement fund, they'll all get taken care of anyway by the realm of the divine uh, subconscious mind that you have. And I think Victor and I will probably get into a conversation later about how to use that. Uh, thanks so much for sharing, Mark. There's a lot of wonderful stuff there. And uh, I think people can definitely, a lot of people can relate to your story. A lot of people have been in your position, tragedy happens, bad things happen. Your mom's going blind. You're a single parent raising two kids. You'll get a cut in pay and you realize, I, I got to start making things work. I got to figure out a way out of this. And sometimes it's going through those difficult times that really makes you grow. And I love the fact you got to go with the desires of your heart. Like you said, not, not by what society says. Too many of us do that. As a result, uh, we just mess things up. And definitely in a little while, I do want to talk a little bit about the subconscious, or as we like to call an MK subby. It's uh, very powerful. And I'm glad you brought up W. Clement Snow, because I was going to ask you about him, because a lot of people, some of our audience may not know that this guy's influenced so many people. He's one of the greatest success teachers of all time. You shared about his story with Napoleon Hill and how he helped him out. They also did a book together called Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. And I read The Success System that Never Fails. It's a great read. I highly recommend it to everyone else. And I like what he taught. He's saying, these are exercises, not books. And we know Think and Grow Rich has inspired so many people. So many people have used it to help them become successful. And utilize what Napoleon Hill is teaching that it is really powerful. But again, look at it as an exercise, not as a book. And I know you've been reading these books for many years. Another book I know that you're big on, that you've been reading since I believe 1975 is The Greatest Salesman in the World, by, right. which is another great book. And you know, we went through that and Mark and I met through his Master Key Experience System, which was like a six month course. And um, we read through that book, we read a chapter a month and it was very, it was great to go through that every single day, reading it three times a day. It was a very powerful book and I highly recommend that book as well. And I just love the things you share there. You can definitely, People, you know, people rest, are you like you said, our biggest real seed is right here. This is what either helps us or messes us up. And most people don't know how to utilize it because the subconscious mind is, is so powerful. And people don't realize it, almost all the decisions are being made up here. And we think we're making constant decisions. And that's almost rarely, almost never the case. So actually, let's get to it right now. Talk about the, the subconscious mind, how powerful it is and how we can, uh, change it so that we can help change that because most of what's holding us back is the things we have programmed in the subby. Sure. I, I want I want to create a little metaphor for people and then we'll get into that. Sure. Um, so um, in when I was in college, um, I had a professor and he turned me on uh, to Shakespeare. Now, most people have read some Shakespeare and it's very difficult for them to read. And I understand that. But when you go to a play by Shakespeare, in about five to eight minutes, the language and so forth that you struggle reading mm -hmm. is melodic, it's hypnotizing, mm -hmm. and it's incredible. So <clears throat> the metaphor that I, or simile I'm trying to draw here is that when I say this is an exercise, if you, if you think this is a book, this is like reading Shakespeare instead mm -hmm. of doing it, which is as if you went to a Shakespearean play. I mean, the first time I went, I just sat there and wept. And it wasn't even a sad play. It was just so unbelievably advanced and rapturing and, 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 and there was a rhythm to it. And there's a rhythm to success and there's a rhythm to failure. And the difference between success and failure is tiny, but that tiny difference makes all the difference in the world. And it starts in your subconscious mind. Between the ages of zero and seven, 
nature programmed us to download programs. And these are downloaded into your subconscious mind. Now, the great illuminated ones have been teaching this for 4,000 years, Victor, all the way back to the Buddha, that we are what we think about all day long. Scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all over the place. But now science has corroborated this evidence. It's overwhelming that 95 to 98 percent of your decisions are made in the subconscious mind seven seconds before the conscious mind knows. So you can fill your mind with everything you want, but it's just laying on top of what you really believe. You can quote Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and you know leaders from your company or Tony Robbins or whatever. It's But if you do, you'll notice it doesn't change anything in your life. We're talking about change. So the first seven years, you're living in basically what's known as the theta state. There's mm -hmm. four states of mind, alpha, beta, delta, and theta. And the first seven years, you're in theta, downloading those programs. Where'd you get them from? You got them from your parents, who were also conditioned by the cultures that they mm -hmm. grew up in. Your parents, your siblings, your friends, your associates, and the institutions. And today, worse than it was back 100 years ago, advertisers. And over 80% of these programs are negative or self-sabotaging. So if you've ever wondered why you get on the phone to call prospects or something and you're really gonna do it and you do it for two or three days and then all of a sudden you self-destruct or start procrastinating or you vary you know, off in different directions and then you scold yourself and the self-loathing that we go through, this is all programmed into your subconscious mind. And the only way to become successful is to do, and I'm gonna quote Charles Hanel, who wrote The Master Key System. This book, Think and Grow Rich, has created more millionaires and more six-figure earners than all other books combined, okay? So what does that really mean? It means they're all really teaching the same thing. And inside that, he wrote this book based on The Master Key System. And the next time you go through this, you will see the phrase, key or master key over and over and over again. What's the master key? The master key is the hard mental labor to reprogram your subconscious mind because whatever you hold in your subconscious mind will be impelled towards you and you will be impelled towards it. Now, you know, there, there, there was a little movement out a few years ago and think, thankfully it, it quickly perished called The Secret. And they did a nice job, except they left out one thing, the work, okay? You can't just sit and think about it. You need to take action, mm -hmm. okay? So number one thing, because you talked about a lot of books. Um, I actually don't read that many books. Uh, Wallace Waddles, which is where Charles Hanel, who wrote The Master Key System, got his stuff from, wrote The Science of Being Rich, Science of Being Well, Science of Being Great. They're only 40, 50 pages, okay? Wall says, read less, think more. And when you're thinking about what you read, you need to think about applying it. W. Mm -hmm. Clement Stone later coined the phrase R2A2, meaning recognize the principles, relate them to yourself, assimilate them, and then go apply them. So whenever you see somebody winning, start to identify what are they doing right, assimilate it for your business. So this brings us really to the precipice of the subconscious mind. Um, in the theta state, which is first thing in the morning and last thing at night, right when you wake up and the very last thing at night as you're drifting off, that's the only time 
in general, unless you've developed a skill over year and it takes years to do it. Uh, those are the times that you're in that theta state. And that's the time that you can program, reprogram the subconscious mind. Now we don't reprogram it by trying to get rid of something because anything that you focus on, financial problems, shyness, stinginess or whatever, you don't think about that. Look up the antonym of what it is you want to correct. In other words, if you're dig a stingy person, two stingy people, I'll give you a simple example. And they don't wanna be stingy anymore. One of them focuses on not being stingy anymore. One of them focuses on generosity. Which one do you, th you already know the answer to this. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is you already know this stuff, folks. You just don't know that you know it. There aren't any secrets, particularly in home-based business or network marketing. I I'll tell you right now, when anybody uses the word secret, hide your credit card. There aren't any secrets. <laughs> it's, it's not that difficult. And, and maybe we'll circle into that at some point. But you talked about the subconscious mind, which we affectionately call subby. This makes the decisions 95 to 98% of the time you are on autopilot. Simple example, you don't think, okay, move my left leg forward eight inches, move my right leg forward eight mm -hmm. inches. You're running everything on autopilot, including your behaviors. We are all slaves to one thing, habit, and all habit is created in the subconscious mind. So if you have a track record like me, okay, instead of this, what's happening is you're self-destructing or self-sabotaging or whatever, that's programmed into you. And believe it or not, and I know you this, know this to be true, Victor, you're actually chemically addicted to the negative feelings that you have. These are called neuropeptides. In the back of your uh, head is a little tiny factory called the hypothalamus. And, and it produces what's known as neuropeptides. Neuropeptides are released by the millions and millions into your system when you feel anger, self-pity, joy, happiness, um, anger, or whatever. So what happens is the cells in your body have receptors for these neuropeptides. Now, this isn't some made up stuff, okay? This is a Nobel Prize winning uh, award that has changed the lives of thousands of people that we've been had the privilege of working with because we teach them how they can create a different feeling in their mind. And now the, the cells start to get addicted rather than to anger, to joy, rather than self-pity, to self-confidence and so forth. And this is the hard mental labor. And so uh, don't be down on yourself for going up and down like that. Uh, this is what keeps us where the institutions or the machine wants us. You see, the individual has always been a threat to the machine and the machine has always been a threat to the individual's individuality. So the first thing you need to do is say, what do I really want? What do I really want? And if your want list is pay off the credit cards, get out of debt and all that stuff, that's not want, that's not want. The focus on what you truly desire. Once you find your true self, uh, fundamentally, you set your mind on that, and then you do the exercises to program, reprogram your subconscious mind, which is still gonna make all the decisions, but now they're based on what you desire rather than how you've been programmed. You know, most of us are mired in the momentum of mediocrity. And it's only because nobody's taught us 
This is the greatest mechanism on the planet. I'll say it again. This is Aladdin's lamp. You can create anything you want. So get into that subconscious mind. Learn how to study that subconscious mind. Okay. Learn how to study that subconscious mind and um, learn a little bit about the limbic system. The limbic system is the part of the brain that evaluates the reward potential of a judgment call. So let's get into a little sales or life application here, Victor. Absolutely. When you ask somebody to listen to you for a couple of minutes, they're going to make a judgment. When you ask them to look at what you have to offer, they're going to make a judgment. When you ask them to enroll or buy, they're going to make a judgment. And when you ask them to engage in what they just enrolled in, they're going to make a judgment. Folks, all the decisions are made in the limbic system. It evaluates the reward potential of a judgment call. So you need to learn how to help that person build reward potential in the limbic system. Once we did that, Victor, network marketing became, well, I know I talked about this before and I don't mean any disrespect. Uh, so please listen to all I have to say. <laughs> network marketing became a joke because if you know how everybody makes decisions and you know where that decision's made and you know how to talk to that part of the brain, it's game over. If not, then you're playing roulette, which is the worst game in the house. It's, it's the worst game in the house. You're, you're playing a lottery. There's only two types of people that do home-based businesses, professionals and lottery players. This is why you see people trying to get four or 500 leads or whatever a month. You don't need that many. If you know how to get 90% of the people to agree to look, and you know how to close 94% of the people that you sit down with because you know how to talk to the limbic system, you don't need a lot of names and you don't need a lot of people. Uh, my biggest regret in network marketing, Victor, was we sponsored too many people. Um, the last deal we built, we uh, had 17 credited us, but the company gave us five. They were just customers that they randomized with the top pin levels. So we sponsored really 12 people. Um, uh, you know, and five of them were my aunts and uncles and my mother. I just wanted them on the product. It helped a little bit with arthritis. They all, a, a big Guinea family like me, they all had a little arthritis in their hands. Um, so it was really off these seven people that we built a team to 10,000 because we learned how to help them talk to their subconscious, create a success mentality, okay? Which isn't quotes, it's doing what? Doing the work during the theta state. So let me get back to the theta state and then we'll uh, see where you want to direct me next. I'm rolling now, okay? Um, I'll keep it going. I, I'm loving this. When you first wake up in the morning, if you reach for your cell phone, your iPad, your email, you're done. You're going to move into alpha, and then you're going to elevate to beta. And then when you're sort of towards the end of the day, you'll come back down into alpha and then eventually you get in bed. And of course, what do people do in bed? Well, they check their phone one more time and they go to sleep in beta uh, rather than as they go from beta to delta and they skip over theta. First thing in the morning, and Victor will tell you this because he was in our course, which we give away, by the way, everybody's scholarship, everybody has a scholarship to that class. We give it away and we pass the hat. That's it. And, uh, it, you know, it's been, it's been a wonderful experience for people, a wonderful experience for us. We feel really blessed to be able to give it away. And we feel really blessed by the generosity of people who've been through the course and want to contribute 
so other people can have the same experience. But in essence, in that course, we focus heavily, heavily on first thing in the morning, last thing at night. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. And you wanna start your day with a sap. What's a sap? Well, this brings me to two key points, the sap and um, multitasking, okay? The sap is the smallest achievable perfection. So when I, when I rise in the morning, the first thing I grab is my mission statement right here, okay? And, and I read that, okay? I, and the coffee's already on, I've set the alarm, I grab myself a coffee and I sit, read and think, uh, pray for about 45 to 55 minutes. But it's at the coffee machine that the action takes place. You wanna create the smallest achievable perfection, okay? That machine, when my, it's an espresso machine, that machine, when my wife wakes up and she comes out to make her coffee, it looks like it came out of the box. I stand there and I get it perfect. And then I go out and I work on my outside table here. Thank God for Hawaii, I love it. Um, I get to be outside, rain or shine, because there's a little roof over my private little table out there, which is nice. And that table looks like it just came out of the showroom and the neat books are all neatly packed. So you, what you're doing here, what we're suggesting is the smallest achievable perfection requires only one thing, total concentration and focus on what you're doing. Then it's out to the table and I don't take any interruptions. This, I don't touch this thing, okay? This stays in my office behind that uh, Asian board is my bed. That's what I always wanted, a 12-foot commute, because I used to commute in and out of Boston every day. But basically, the smallest achievable perfection creates focus. Anything great, greatness requires one thing, focus. You can't do, you can't deviate from that focus, okay? You got to focus on that with all your heart, not your head. Head, you're dead. Heart is where it's at. So, this is the smallest achievable, and then it spills into the next thing and the next thing. So I'm not doing, and folks, if you've ever said this, please don't say it again. I'm going to do the best I can. That is like, that, that's the same as trying. Okay, trying is planning to fail. The best I can is lowering your expectations. Just do your best. Do your best. So she sees that machine. It's spotless. It's like it came out of the box. She comes out to do the laundry and goes by that table. It is spotless. Everything's lined up perfectly. This starts the day the right way because it keeps me in each task. Now at Stanford University, and this is a big problem in our industry today, Victor. At Stanford University, they decided, and I love these kind of scientific studies. They decided to do a study, Victor, to see why people, why some people are good multitaskers. And I love when a scientific research project starts that's headed in one direction gets totally upended <laughs> and they end up in another direction. What they found out was exactly the opposite. Multitasking is a killer. It will take you more time. The quality of your work is lower and you will miss glittering opportunities to, to, to be great, to nail it, to, to capitalize. You see, multitasking, according to this study, is the worst possible thing you can do. And the only reason, if you're listening to this, that you'll keep doing it is ego. 
you will never perform anywhere near to the best of your ability. It takes less time to do these things one at a time. And I know people, for example, they're listening on Clubhouse, they're checking their email, they're texting people. Instead of being there and really listening to what someone like you has to offer or Real or Dr. Doug or whatever, 100% concentration in this, I, and I hope I've done an okay job. This links back to the SAP, the smallest achievable perfection. That's how I start my day. And again, I wanna say one thing about the reading. Read less, think more, and apply. Think when you think about what you read and how you can apply it, and then impel yourself to take action on it. And remember what the great Brian Tracy said nothing works the first time. So <laughs> stop jumping from thing to thing. If you're going to do it Harry's way, or Fred's way, or Jack's way, or Louise's way, um, then do it for 90 days. And then do it for 90 more. And don't deviate. Stop going to the candy store. Everything works if you're learning from people who are successful, okay? Legitimately successful. And I know today that's a little harder to figure out because with the glut of life coaches and gurus out there, you know, there's no penalty for lying on the internet. And uh, so what I suggest you do is find people that have worked with people uh, and pick their brain, pick their brain. Everybody knows when they work with us, we're not your friend, we're your coach. You might not like what we have to say sometimes, but you'll love the results that you get within 90 days. So I hope that touches some of what you're looking for, Victor. Oh, absolutely, Mark. I just love all that you share. It's incredible value. I love that. Read less think more and apply. So many people are have a lot of what's called shelf esteem. They read and they read, but they never really think about what they're reading and they never apply. If you never applied, it's usually just a waste of time. And and I love what you talk about multisense because this is something that is, it's so easy to get trapped in. We tend to think we try three or four tasks at once, we're gonna do a lot more. And like you said, the studies all show you accomplish a lot less. Another reason it doesn't work is because you start a task, you develop some momentum when you're working on it. And then when you switch to another task, you lose that momentum and you gotta take a while to develop that momentum again. So study after study shows it, 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 your productivity will suffer 50 to 100%. They, they all show you're less productive than when you do one task at a time. And you could just think of the magnifying glass, like on a paper with the sun going through it. If you, if you move the magnifying glass all around the paper, nothing happens, but you focus in on one spot, eventually the sun's going to burn a hole through it. So something that's a great point you made about you know, the danger of multitasking. And I, and I love the fact you talked about the theta set. That's very important. It's how you start your morning, how you end your night is the times the day your subconscious mind is in that theta state, it's most impressionable. It's where you can really make the big change. And like you said, most people don't do that. Like you said, they're turning on the phone, they're turning on the TV, listening to negative news, wars, crimes, murder, etc. They're not filling themselves in the things that can reprogram your mind. And, but again, there is hope, like you mentioned, you can reprogram your subconscious mind, but you need to do the work. You need to take the action to do it. So there is hope for us. Again, a lot of it was programmed when we were young, zero to seven, we were in that theta state, but we still have theta states available to us 
in the morning and the evening, but we need to take advantage of it. But like, like you said, the majority of us don't take advantage. We do things that are not helpful to us at all. So you need to change the way you program the subway. The subway is very powerful. Here's the thing. It doesn't judge. It just takes what you feed in. So you feed in the stuff that can help it. Eventually, it becomes a habit. It'll change a lot. And that's one thing we worked on the master key system. You talked about changing our habits, and we had to keep working. It took work. But it, it's not like we have several weeks. We have six months to work on this. Over the course of six months, many people change their habits and they change their lives. So it was a very powerful experience for many of us out there. Like you said, you guys were not our friends, but you guys wanted the best for us. And you kept working to change us week in and week and week out. And this is why many of us remain with you guys. Many of us are actually lifetime members of the Master Key Experience because right. of what you guys did for us. So it was a very powerful experience. And for those of, those of people out there listening, um, I know you guys usually start in the fall. I highly recommend trying it because it's really, it's really, you apply what you guys teach them. Everyone really cares, you, Devine, Lori, and all the other great guys. Every, everyone's giving guys to help them go through the system. The guys were extremely helpful. I know everyone appreciated all the work that the guys did for them. So I just want to say thank you to you, to Devine, and to all the guys for all the great work they did for us because it really, it really made a big difference in our lives. Yeah, thank you, Victor. You know, you made uh, you made a couple of really, really great points, and um, let let let's get on the road on one of them here because I, I think it's really important. And that is when you, you what we're all craving, okay, <clears throat> is not what we've been trained, and this is why most of us are in conflict all the time. Um, Thoreau wrote, "Most people live lives of quiet desperation," and the reason is. They're living other people's ideas of how, what makes life good, right, or normal. Uh, and their heart is trying to drag them in another direction. It's whispering to them, it's yelling to them, whatever it happens to be. And this is a really, really, really important thing. Um, it, it, it really gets down to the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. A hero's journey is actually a story that is inside every book, every play, every movie that's ever been written. Once you understand the hero's journey, you can't look at any TV show, movie, play, book. You, you can't, you cannot not see it. And this is where a person has a life that they know and they get some kind of call to adventure. They usually deny it a little bit in the beginning and then they step into the real hero's journey. And um, Joseph Campbell, a scholar from St. Lawrence, discovered this and it made us wealthy. Um, so we'll get into some R2A2 about that if we have time, but fundamentally, uh, he studied the myths spanning over 4,000 years. And now these were cultures that didn't even know other cultures existed on the planet. They didn't even know other parts of the planet. Yet all the myths carry two basic themes of what people are looking for. One was the story of the hero's journey. And the other one is what they desire. And the two things that we all desire is an authentic connection to our fellow man and an authentic connection to whatever's running the show. You know, whatever you're about, who did Jesus, it's all good. You know, it's all good. I figure they're smart enough, the gods, they'll figure it out. Right? We don't need to argue about that. It's all good. Since we can't really ever have that second one, we can believe, but it's, we really don't know. The only one that we can really have is an authentic connection to our fellow man. And if you are not in line with your own heart, then everything sort of has a yearning or a disappointment 
or some kind of manufactured hope of joy, like Christmas or uh, you know, 4th of July or whatever, we're gonna have a good time, we're gonna have a good time. And we look forward to these things because we're not really connected to our fellow man. This is about becoming authentic. If you're not your authentic self, well, how could you possibly have an authentic connection to your fellow man? And this is where the real riches in life are really positioned, that authentic connection. And the greatest, the greatest person that you'll ever meet on the planet is you. The person that you were always intended to be. You were made first class, by first class, and you're entitled to go first class as long as you're willing to do a first class job of being of service to other people. But you can't give away what you don't have. So until you find you, okay, until you find you, basically what happens is you become an amalgam of everybody else's ideas. You sort of have this smorgasbord of other people's opinions about what makes you worthwhile or valuable or whatever, you know, muscular, skinny, you know, it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense because you're whole, perfect, strong, powerful, harmonious, and happy. That's how you were born, connected to all truth and all wisdom. And so in the hero's journey, what actually happens, it's a metaphor. And our hero steps from the life they know into the unknown. Think about this when you're prospecting. You're asking somebody to step from the life they know into the unknown. And so in the hero's journey, this is known as separation. Okay, when they separate from the tribe, uh, you know, they're going to try network marketing or whatever. Okay, they separate from the tribe. They go through initiation. Okay, and then transformation. And what are they transforming into? What are you transforming into? This magnificent love driven spirit that you were born as, you were conceived in love, you were brought forth with a purpose, a purpose. You have a purpose on this planet and you gotta find it. Once you find that one thing, nothing else matters. So the hero goes through separation, which is a little scary, initiation, and we take a few lumps, learning the ropes, okay? And then we transform. You know, uh, the idea of being born again it's not exclusively a Christian thing. It's special in the Christian uh, way of the world, but it turns out it was written about over and over and over and over and over again for thousands of years before the birth of Christ. This is the rebirth into this magnificent uh, entity or spiritual being that you are. Our hero now returns to the tribe with the gift. And the gift of course is their authentic self that has this Aladdin's lamp that can create anything that's good for them, good for other people, and doesn't take anybody else's good. And so this is what's really critical is when, whether you're recruiting, looking at your own life, I promise you, it's a little scary when you step into the unknown, but the rewards are second to none because when you find your authentic self, then you stop listening to people that tell you how to act and behave so people will like you or join you or build your business with you. You know, I've, I've become weary of the exploitation of under the guise of we help people. Well, what I hear is people go out looking for problems in other people and that which you identify, you're gonna multiply. If you start looking for problems in other people and you think you're a problem solver, well, you know, whatever, what we're really doing is exploiting their limits 
okay? We're exploiting their limits and their pain. And Davine and I in 1993, 94, we dumped all that stuff. What did we decide to do instead? How did we build our businesses? How have we had sustained success? Instead of trying to find weakness, pain, and limits in people, I look to people like Victor and I say, what are his strengths? What's his pleasure? How can I expand his pleasure and his strengths? Because when those get big enough, there's no room for the problems. Mm-hmm. And so this, is a, this was a dynamic change that came from Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. And I want to invite everybody to consider one thought. Okay. <laughs> you were conceived in love and brought forth in a purpose. And the miracle of your birth didn't have to end with your birth. You can bring that miracle into every day because you are unique. You're the only one of your kind on the planet. Nobody has your voice, your dreams, the way you express yourself, the way you look, the way you act. It's fantastic to be you. And again, uh, back to building businesses, we took the same approach with business, Victor. Instead of looking and pretending to ourselves, oh, we help other people. What we were really doing was that's old fashioned sales garbage. Find the pain, make it worse, show them the aspirin. Now you will get a lot of people in your business that way, but they won't last. Do you think building on pain and limitation, that team is gonna outperform a team that's built on strengths and pleasure? No way, mm-hmm. no way, they, 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 that's why they can't compete. That's why we had self-sustaining teams. See, my vision in network marketing was to blow up one of the lies that's grown even bigger in network marketing. And that is, <laughs> you know, the original promise of network marketing is you can make a, you can make a great income in, in part-time hours. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be with my kids. Mm-hmm. I was neglecting my kids. My seafood business was okay until the law changed, but it was still taking me 60 to 70 hours a week. And I was missing my son's games and, and, and my daughter's things. And it was, I was devastated by that. You know, I felt like I wasn't being a good daddy. And if I was at the games, I was taking food off the table. So, you know, that conflict ended. I want to be with my kids. And then I met Davine, who was in my organization. And uh, she had two little girls and she wanted to be home with them. And so we got her home with her kids. And that's what we set as a cause for ourselves for the next four years. We set a goal to get at least one set of parents or or a single parent the ability and honor and privilege of being home with their kids, making a six-figure income. And we always did more than one a year, but that was, that was the goal. And then the team picked it up and it turned into a movement because, you know, they say, uh, they used to say, it's an old saying, um, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, look at the villages now, a daycare center, a dog walker and a house cleaner. That's, those people don't care about your kids, Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be home with my kids and I want to know my neighbor. And I can't do that if I'm working all the time. And to get and to get out of the seafood business at 60 to 70 hours a week and put in 60, 70 hours a week in a network marketing business, that just feels like swapping apples for apples. We wanted to create an entirely different lifestyle. And uh, the first few years, it took us about 20 hours a week. Then we learned how to get it down to 15. And finally, you know, there's the first iteration, we defined it, we refined it, and then we perfected it. And we're able to build four of these deals uh, concurrently 
uh, in less than 12 hours a week and have the time with each other. And this brings us back to the multitasking point. You know, when you're with your wife, be with your wife. When you're with your husband, be with your husband. When you're playing catch with your kid in the backyard, play catch with your kid in the mm -hmm. backyard and everything gets better. Because when you can taste those things instead of thinking mm -hmm. who you should be prospecting or talking to, those are the things that give value and sustain you when you're getting lots of answering machines. Or I guess today, my wife says, don't call it answering machines, call it voicemail. Okay. <laughs> so I hope, that, I hope that expands a little bit there for you, Victor. Uh, one of the things that we've got to do, mm -hmm. and we're so grateful for, um, you know, a lot of people call us the anti-gurus, and it's really not that bad. But this, so, <laughs> uh, I'll leave that one alone. Anyway, uh, how, to, how to get people to enthusiastically want to look at what you have, how to get them enrolled in your business or sold your product. Uh, Victor, we're actually doing a four-day live mm -hmm. uh, workshop. Read my lips. Free. Okay. So it'll be about 15, uh, 12 to 15 hours of training and Q&A. And we're actually going to build a presentation with you for your company a presentation with you for new distributor training, a presentation with you to get distributors moving who are not moving. They're all the same. Uh, we figured out how to make presentations that impact and convert. And if people go to pitchandconvert.com, pitchandconvert.com, they can register there. Uh, and we got, I got to tell you this, and Victor's already validated this, we're going to work it. It's a workshop. It's not me, blah, blah, blah. But you have about three or four hours of homework to do to prepare. It starts on Monday. You know, if you don't prepare to come to this thing, then you're operating on your old tapes, okay? Because you're not going to come there and hear something from me. All we're going to teach you is some things that you forgot. And once you realize them, you'll go like I did in 95. Oh, this business is so easy. It's stupid. It's I was telling Victor, we chatted before the call. I said, you know, network marketing, the way I see it is it's a joke. And I don't mean that about the industry. What I mean is here's the intelligence level, the average intelligence level of a person. This is the intelligence that's needed to make multiple six figures in network marketing. Okay. People that are operating up here intelligence wise, they're struggling. It's so simple. We only do five things. But everything that we do happens when, before or after you present. You present why you want them to listen, why you want them to look, why you want them to enroll, and why you want them to engage in certain activities that'll build the business. And fundamentally, when you can present and convert 94% of the time, the last two years, my wife tracked it, we enrolled uh, for ourselves and our teammates, 94% of the people that we sat down with or spoke in front of a hotel room with. And, and there's not a trick to it. It's not manipulation. It's stuff you already know, you just forgot. It's not a secret, okay? And uh, we've never taught this publicly before. We only taught it to our teams. And my wife came up with the idea. She said, let's give, you know, people are struggling right now with the COVID and yada, 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 and opportunities in home-based businesses has never been greater because it's opened people's minds a little bit more, right? They all want a plan B. And so, uh, Davine, who's a blue personality type, and we want you to take a personality test there so we can communicate with you mm -hmm. effectively. 
But basically, she said, let's give this away. So we're giving you four days of live uh, training. It's pitchandconvert.com. And uh, let's be honest, when we, when we engage with people, we're pitching them. I've never bought into let's pretend, let's pretend that we're their friend. Let's make friends and build relationships. Um, we've always gone with a more transparent approach. Hey, Victor, it's Mark J. Uh, you got two minutes for a quick business call. Now, to be done in less than two minutes. And here's why it doesn't matter how much time you talked after that. The decision is made in their subconscious mind in the first 17 seconds of that conversation. So you better know what the hell you're doing when you open your mouth. And if you can present in a way that impacts their head, if they're a white or a red, or touches their heart, if they're a blue or a yellow, they will agree to look, okay? And <laughs> they'll look and they'll agree to enroll if you know how to talk to their limbic system, which is we talked about earlier, that's where the decision's made anyway. So wouldn't it be nice to just be yourself and learn what to say and what to do so that you don't need to spend all day trying to find out uh, people's Instagram and this and that and everything else. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, okay? But I'm the world's laziest networker. There's, <laughs> you don't need to work that hard. That's the promise of the industry. And we've been able to prove that uh, for over 20 years. In uh, 2010, we divested ourselves of all network marketing businesses. And I got to manifest the second part of my dream, living in Kauai and opening up the master key system, which made us wealthy, uh, opening that up to everyone for free. It actually costs a dollar. That's it. It's a buck. And to be able to give that away so people can do the work to reprogram their mind and, and manifest their heart's desire, how much, I mean, how much richer can a man be? It's not about the money. It's about watching people like Victor, who's taken a completely different path in his life and has turned into this wonderful a servant leader, always trying to bring value always trying to make marriages between people that don't benefit him financially. That's a real networker. I'm, I'm just gonna be straight here, okay, about network marketing. You know, if you talk to somebody about their family, occupation and recreation, right? And pretend to be their friend when what you really wanna do is pitch them on the business, it's deceptive. And you're really doing it to find pain so you can exploit pain and limits. I'm telling you, it's so much easier. The team performs so much better when instead of trying to, and, and I know some people are going to be offended by that. I love you too. Okay. I love you too. It's perfectly okay. Hey, if you want to pretend that that's not what you do, that's great. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you bring people in that way, most of them are too distracted or dumb at that point in their life. And I was dumb. You're talking to a guy right now with an IQ of under 100, okay, that turned myself uh, and a learning disability I have into success through the master key system. But basically, if they can't see it coming when you first contact them and pretend to be their friend, right, rather than be straight with them, they're never going to be able to pick up the concepts of how to do this. And they certainly won't attract the teammates that will give you the promise of this industry. I heard a tape, this goes back a while, right? A cassette tape. And, the, and, uh, and it was a company that I was with at the time. 
and the company that we had our first major successes with. The company paid us uh, between that, between the commission and speaking, paid us over a million dollars. And he said, you just build it and tell us where to send the checks. And I said, that's awesome. And they sent, I left that company in 97 and they sent me checks through 2010 until we divested all our interest in direct network marketing. Um, you know, I, I was done with it. I wanted to do the master keys. I, that was what was on my heart to bring to people. So um, stop pretending, be straight with people. And instead of exploiting pain and problems and believing yourself to be helpful, be really helpful. Everyone, there, listen, there are no common people. There is greatness in everyone. Everyone, everyone. You think your creator said, I'm gonna make Victor average, Mark average, but I'm gonna make Davian great. It doesn't work that way. There's greatness in all of us. And all you gotta do is find your purpose, your real purpose and live it. Don't think about it, just live it. Live it, live it. We started living in Kauai years before we got here. My wife had pillowcases made that were pictures of Kauai. We had cups from that said Kauai on them. We bought Kauai coffee. We ate pineapple all the time. You know, we, we were living in Kauai. First thing in the morning, I woke up in Kauai. There we are back to the Theta State. Last thing at night, I was going to sleep. Pictures of me and my wife. Uh, you know, she had about four or five pillowcases made. So even when they were dirty, there were still there were different scenes from Kauai there. And now we go to those spots and they fill our eyes with tears. Because we decided rather than exploit weakness and pretend that we're problem solvers and put people in more pain, what could we do instead? Find their greatness. There's greatness in everyone and help them educe. Educe really means to draw out latent potential. How can we do that? Because if you can help them be great, the other problems will get taken care of anyway. And they'll own it and they'll own their soul. And that's really what's important. Look at, when you break from the pack and do things in a different way that's real, uh, sometimes you'll be afraid and sometimes you'll, you'll be alone, but you'll be in good company. And uh, there's no price too high to pay to own yourself who you really are. That is awesome, Mark. I just love that. That was very powerful. Uh, look for the greatness of everyone. Everyone has greatness in them. Instead of focusing on the negatives, the pain, focus on the greatness that is in them. Help them discover themselves. Be your own true authentic self. Like you said, they went through all those thousands of different cultures and they found that's one thing, all the commonality between the people. And you can't get, like you said, you can't give away what you don't have. So search for your own, your own true authentic self. There's so much. And some of the things you were telling reminds me of uh, what was said in the, in the greatest salesman in the world. We are nature's greatest miracle and we need to remember that. And everyone's unique there. They all have incredible stuff within them. And just, we need to draw it out. It does, like you said, everyone has so much greatness and we should focus on the greatness that is in them instead of the pain that's holding them back. So like you said, that can be a little, the other way that many people do it, it can definitely be a little manipulative. So I like the way you guys have built your team, focus on bringing out what's so great in it. So much people have greatness in them, yet they are not aware of it. And when you can focus on it, like you say, your teams over the years had a lot of incredible success. So I just love the way you teach that. And I well, think, of it, think of it, think of it this way, right? Sure. 
Harry's got 20,000 in credit card debt. He's got a second mortgage on his house for 40,000. He's got two lo loan uh, cars loans. And so you're seeing him buckle under the pressure of all those payments. If you get him out of all of those, where is Harry? He's back to zero. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that's your goal in life to get back to zero. Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> There's something that you want to do in your community. There's something that you want to do in the town. There's something you want to do in your state or country. That's great that you can have a helping hand in. Or, or, or make better, good, better, best. I'll never rest until my good is better and my better is best. And that's where we bring, that's where we decided to bring people because they're going to separate in the hero's journey from the life they know. And they're going to go through an initiation. And by working hands-on with them, just as a quick aside, folks, if you have, if you've enrolled people and you tell them to make calls on their own, you're feeding them to the sharks. Okay, and you're hung up in this sponsor more, sponsor more, sponsor more. If you're bringing people in and they're not sponsoring, is bringing pe more people in the solution? Absolutely not. I mean, I was looking at an income disclaimer yesterday uh, from actually four of them from different companies. They're all identical. They're all identical. And, um, you know, less than one tenth of one percent are making the big gangster money. Those are, those are unacceptable numbers to me and Davine in 95. They're unacceptable numbers to me now. We had 20% of our people producing great checks, okay? Not less than 1% because we understood what this business is really all about. And that is the fastest way to duplication is the initial call. You make it with those people you brought in. Otherwise you're feeding them to the sharks. They're gonna do one of two things. They're gonna quit or they're gonna quit. Here's one way they quit, they just quit. The second way they quit is they get asked a bunch of questions they don't know the answer to, that was your job. And so they say, well, I'm gonna study and they wanna study everything before they go to work. In essence, they've quit. So they stay on auto ship, mm -hmm. but they're on a clubhouse and TikTok and this and that and everything else, doing everything except working not on the business, but in the business. Stop working on your business, start working in your business by helping people find their own greatness. When you sponsor somebody in this business, in, in a home-based business, you're, you have promised them with your vocabulary to help them improve their life. So don't give them a tap on the ass and go do it because you've bought into the lie that you need to sponsor more. I didn't tell you that we built that big group. By the way, um, uh, the 12 people that we had, um, uh, 11 of them never made any money in network marketing. And the other one had only made about a thousand bucks a month. So we didn't build this big group off superstars. Um, we built it off little fish and those little fish turned into big fish because we invested in people's greatness. We invested in people's pleasures. We invested in people's hearts uh, rather than the negative and fear of loss. And then we're gonna be a billion dollar company. You don't wanna miss it. We're expanding in China. You need to get people in China. You know, all that fear of loss and pressure stuff, it's never gonna work. And so people get trapped into sponsoring more, which, which really is kind of cool. Cause here's where it really happens. You see, a lot of these leaders and companies want you to believe this, that anybody that doesn't look as close-minded and anybody that doesn't succeed is a loser. Folks, the math doesn't work. I'm sorry, but out of 10,000 people, uh, you're telling me 9,999 of them are losers because they quit? Uh-uh. 
they didn't get hands-on support and teach them the business. Sponsoring and duplicating are not two separate activities. They're one and the same. And so that would be uh, a really, really important thing to really take to heart is pleasure and, and strengths. We want to go take someone from a good life to a better life, to the best life. And I think one of the things that happens with this problem solving stuff, and, and I know some people do it, and I know some people aren't going to like that, and some people are going to take it out of context. If it's working for you, great. But if you're sponsoring a lot of people that aren't producing, sponsoring more people isn't the answer. You see, if it's the prospects being closed-minded and quitters and losers that join my business, that absolves me from any responsibility. We'll prove to you on that webcast mm -hmm. uh, that the right people are everywhere. The right people, everybody wants more time, more money, better health, better skin, and less taxes. If they're successful here, they get them all. So it's not where do you find the right people. It's where do you find the right words? How do you present to the limbic system so they say yes, and they're willing to, they're ready to buy and ready to join. And what I mean by that is, ready to buy your next suggestion to look at this and ready to join you with an open mind. And at that point, you're home, you're home. Anyway, uh, it's a big passion of mine because I think this sponsor more thing is nonsense. What we really wanna do is get more people sponsoring. And that's when Davian and I went this way, the success system that never fails. He built the largest, most successful sales force in history by a gargantuan margin at $100 in his pocket when he was 33. Gave a billion away and died with a billion. How about that? I think I wanna, you know, and th these are not old school stuff. These are principles. Fashion comes and goes, only principles endure. What was that thing? Um, I can't, MySpace. MySpace was the biggest mm -hmm. thing that ever hit the planet. Mm -hmm. Nobody even goes there anymore. And the same, I'm not saying social media is bad, but it's going to change. What endures are principles. Learn the principles that Victor shared with you. And I know that he always gets speakers on here. I know what his criteria are, that they're principle-based. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy, Victor, for the success that you're having and the leader that you've become in this community. Uh, you know, it, my eyes have welled up with tears more than once over our master key members and, and you in particular, who've taken on this servant leadership role with great humility. And it's been an honor and a privilege to be with you today. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate hearing that. And I really appreciate you being here with us today and all that you share with us. And thank you for those wonderful, kind words. And trust me, I learned a lot from, you know, do, doing the whole process with you and Devine and Lori and all the other wonderful guides. Uh, it really helped me grow as a person, like you said, become more of a servant leader. And I like what you just said a couple of minutes ago, instead of focusing on sponsoring more, focus on helping people sponsor more. That is huge. If you're talking about you really care about people, you want to help them out and all that, then be there with them when they're trying to sponsor. Don't leave them, don't leave them out with the lines like a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of sponsors do. Really help them learn to sponsor more, to duplicate more, and you're going to be more successful as a result. Instead of trying to recruit 30 people, focus on getting five or six or 10 people and help them to recruit and sponsor more, help them build their teams. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do it the way you do it. But your record speaks for itself. That's why you guys have been so successful. It's I, I just love the fact, again, it goes back to Selby. 
if you focus on what you don't want, that's what somebody's going to concentrate on. If you focus on the things that you do want, the greatness that's that's available to you that you have inside of you, then the somebody's going to focus on that. It's it somebody thinks in pictures, and unfortunately, people focus on the lack, the things that they don't want, and that's it's unfortunate what you, you are going to attract. So you need to focus on the wonderful things that are available to you, day in and day out, and practice that. Do the work if you do that, and make it a habit. You know, habits do not come in a day or two, you know, it, there are various amounts, it's usually the, anywhere from 60 to 90 days. It's, it takes some time. So that, that's why armies have boot camps because they know to train you in new habits is gonna take some time. So I just love the things you shared with us. And I really, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Number one, I wanna uh, pitch and convert.com. So it's starting with next week, right, Mark? Starts on Monday, uh, it'll be Monday, Tuesday, uh, and then a day to digest on Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and a data digest on Friday, and then we'll wrap it up on Saturday. And we're going to show you how to build um, presentations that impact and convert. And you'll actually build one with a group of people for Acme Health and Nutrition Company. And then we'll share the ideas and you'll steal ideas and you'll build one for your company. And when you find out, the, as a matter of fact, even on that page, there's a little quick quiz <laughs> that only two people have got right out of 300 that have registered of the sequence is really where the magic is in laying out a presentation. I'm gonna bring you through it and we're gonna show you the three keys to the vault. You take the three keys to the vault and this nine step formula for building a presentation and your conversion rate will go off the charts. But what's really great is you'll be able to teach how to present to your team. You see, whoever's holding the marker is making money. Whoever's passing the marker is getting rich, but whoever's teaching people to pass the marker is creating a lifestyle second to none. Mm -hmm. And so the promise of the industry was, I heard it on that seat, that cassette tape, like I said, you build it and we'll just send you the checks. And I left there in 97 and they sent us checks for 14 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I loved it. Why? Because we had more people sponsoring. Think of it this way. I was, talking to a guy the other day and he said, you know, he's been top recruiter at his company three years in a row, sponsored over hundred people a year. And I had one question for him, why? Why? Why would you want to do that? Think about it if he's pitching Victor, right? If he's pitching Victor and he says, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I sponsor hundred people a year, which is two people a week. Do you think Victor thinks he can do that? No, talks to me and says, well, yeah, I sponsored like 12 people, you know, and I sponsored a lot of people for my teammates. That's what I do. I'm going to work with you until you feel competent, competent, and capable of teaching other people to do the same thing, which is more believable to Victor. Somebody that sponsored, you know, 600 people <laughs> in three years or somebody that sponsored nine or 10. Okay. Cause that's all you need. And, um, Get off the sponsor more and help more people sponsor and teach it. I love it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Help people sponsor more. That'll make all the difference in the world. Yeah. And if they don't believe they can do it, Mark, they're not going to join you. That People don't realize. If you talk about, oh, I did this. I, I made 300000 last year. I sponsored 500 people. And the person goes, I can't do that. I'm uh, not interested. But yeah, but if you, you could present it in a way that they feel they can do it, they're much more likely to join. You've shown that you will help them in the process. You will help them sponsor. 
they're much more likely to work with you. So it's, you get, like you said, uh, the rewards is the limbic. So that's very important. That was a great point you made earlier on in this interview. If people can remember that, it's going to help change their business. So that, that was a great point you shared with us, Mark. And again, I want to thank you again. Number one, pitchandconvert.com. Again, in a, later on the summer, you guys will be, you know, end of the summer, early September, you guys will have the Master Key Experience. I highly recommend that program as well. You guys also have Grow 90 Grow. And uh, if, if people want to reach out to you, Mark, what is the best way for them to contact you? on over to Kauai, I'll buy the coffee. Okay. I love Hawaii. Hawaii is fun. It's a great place to visit. I definitely hope to go back one of these days and definitely hang out with you guys. Yeah, just hit me on Facebook. It's fine. Or you can hit me at the site, worldslaziestnetworker.com. Okay, worldslaziestnetworker.com or Facebook. Okay. Thanks again, Mark, for being on the show. And thanks for all your wisdom that you share with us. I know I learned a lot. People learned a lot. I know people got a lot of value and um, say hello to Devine for me and uh, I'll give her my best and uh, have yourself an amazing day, my friends. Take care. Thanks. Peace be the journey. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.